Pleasure on this hot Saturday on our NYCM Insurance pregame show to be joined for the first time this season by Rumble Ponies development coach Jeremy Colonna. Jeremy, thanks so much for the time. Yeah, really, really looking forward to being on here and, and <laughs> talking about the ponies. You're the first to say that. Uh, <laughs> tell me, take us through, we've talked about this off air, the day-to-day uh, for folks that might not be familiar with your position. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, kind of jack-of-all-trades, Phil fill uh, the gaps wherever I need to. Uh, my main goal before my main uh, job before the game is handling each guy's player plan. So what direction we want them them going, um, whether it's offense, defense, pitching, any of that, just making sure we uh, kind of come together collectively as a staff and then communicate it well to, to the player and because it's their career and making sure they have some transparency. And then on the field before the game, working with the catchers, that's my passion. I got three great guys I, I work with. It makes, it, it makes my job easy working with three great defenders. Um, and then during the game, manage the bullpen with AJ, making sure those guys are, are ready and, and given the right information to go out and perform. What's the biggest key when you have a team like Somerset that's pretty aggressive on the base pads last night? You've seen them all year. What's the biggest key to containing their running attack? Uh, really, I mean... Obviously, all three of the, our catchers throw extremely well, especially Hayden Singer. We saw that last night. So it's not as much uh, informing the catchers, but making sure our pitchers are as informed and prepared to go in of who's the runners, when they run, and really trust in Reed, uh, who's running the running game, and, and trust in whether it's Singer, O'Neal, or Mena putting down the fingers to – to whether they, they're slide stepping, whether they're picking off anything to control the running game. And how are you, when, when the game starts, how do you see the game? Is, is there anything that you do or are looking for from the dugout? Uh, really just trying to, to pick up on anything we're seeing from the scouting report and see whether it, it uh, compares and contrasts to, to what's happening on the field. Like, there's obviously some recency bias in the game and, and trying to use the, the – the full-scale uh, data that we have um, correctly, but also using your eyes and seeing what the game's telling you as far as recency. Uh, but trying to convey that to the pitchers in the bullpen, maybe talk to the, the catcher that I have down there, what would you do in this situation or, or whatever, just talking the game with them down there and, and seeing what they have on their mind and how they can use it to their advantage. How do you utilize your playing experience at St. Charles and your coaching experience at Missouri State into this role? Oh, man, I try not to talk about my playing experience because there's <laughs> nothing to talk about. Um, but honestly, it, a lot of it's just connecting with the players. I mean, obviously, I'm the youngest guy on the staff, and shoot, Marcel Renneria is older than me technically, even though we're both 28. But just being able to communicate with them and understand that they, they – they're young just like I am. They're learning the game, but they have a lot of experiences, so I can learn from them just as much as they're learning from me. And really using the information from Missouri State, uh, while it's professional baseball versus Division One baseball, the game's not that much faster from a decision-making standpoint. It, it really prepared me for, for the talent and the speed of the game here. How do you communicate or find out the best way to communicate with an individual player? Uh, really just getting to know them first off. I mean, if you try to come in, especially as a, as a first-year coach with anybody, um, getting to know the player personally instead of trying to interject 
some coaching into them first. I'd much rather get to know them and then come ask me questions than trying to do the opposite and go attack them with, with coaching stuff where they don't trust you and they don't know what, what you're in it for. You might be in it for them, but they don't know that. But just trying to get them to trust you first and get them to know that you're there for them on the field and off the field. It's really a peer to, it becomes a peer-to-peer -peer relationship. Yeah, absolutely. It's absolutely. And catching, I mean, I could do catching for hours. Oh, it's the same. <laughs> There's so many elements to it. How have you seen the position evolve over the years, and what's the biggest key to being a successful catcher in the modern time? Oh, man, from a technical standpoint, it's being a really good receiver. It's called catcher for a reason. It's not called thrower. It's not called blocker because we catch the ball more than anything. Um, but really the thing that I've, I've learned the most from in my time with, here with the, the Mets organization, uh, especially from our catching coordinator, Bob Natal, and our field coordinator, Eddie Rodriguez, is the ins and outs of catching, checking the, the manager every time there's a runner on base, controlling the running game, handling a pitcher more, uh, doing the nonverbal communication with the pitcher, the corner infield. I think those, are, those intangible skills are are what can keep you around for a long time. I look at someone like Matty O'Neill, who's bilingual, like that's that's going to keep him in the game a long time because of his ability to communicate with with his pitcher and, and be able to speak the same language and and have a good game plan with them. Lastly, it's a hot day today. I'm sure you're used to it in, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, in Missouri. But how does a catcher manage the grind of the season? I mean, there's so much wear and tear. Uh, I, first off, it's it's the old sayings you can't make the club in the tub. That's that's not really the case anymore. There's a lot of merit to going in the training room, having a good routine in there uh, with with Austin Dayton, and having a good routine with our strength coach Ryan Orr, and being able to eat right and, and use Stephanie as as our nutritionist uh, as best as they can, and then understanding what they need to play the game well. Um, everyone has their own strengths and weaknesses, and and being able to leverage your strengths and still attack your weaknesses on a, on a day in, day out. Um, and a lot of it comes with maturity of knowing what you need. So that's, I'm obviously with three very mature and professional catchers. They know what they need to do to get done. Um, it's just my place to interject when I, when I feel it's, it's necessary and not, not overstep because they know what they're doing. They're going to be good with or without me, but helping them take that next step. Great stuff. Look forward to doing it more often. Yeah, Thanks, Jeremy. absolutely. Go Ponies.